Yo, yo, yo. What's good, everybody? It is Steez, and we're back with the third episode of the Grizz Next Gen podcast. I'm with who I'm always with, with in, in this podcast, Ella Coolbrand. Say what's up. What's good, everybody? How you guys doing today? And th- this is the second time recording this because our recorder just randomly. I, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, <coughs> what, we, what we record with is something called Craig, and it just randomly disappeared after our first attempt. But yeah, so. What I what I what I did it originally said in the first try is that this is going to be a very eventful episode. But I did. But before I get into that, I did want to start off saying thank you all for the support because this podcast has been doing really good, and we haven't really done any promoting with it. So for how it's been going with just off the first two episodes, we we appreciate that. Ate that uh, much love, and I mean, it, it's crazy to see. Uh, but we, this episode is very eventful because uh, the Ooh. last since the last time we made an episode. There's been preseason, and then a lot of news involving uh, players on this team. And then obviously we got opening night in uh, two days for the Grizzlies. But I'm going to start it off with the big news, the the big hitter. Uh, my, I woke up this morning just because my phone was buzzing like crazy. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, and I was just going to put on the stir, but I looked at it, and I, I happened to see that the Grizzlies have signed Jaron Jackson Jr., the unicorn, a big piece of this Grizzlies future to a four-year, $105 million extension. And as soon as I saw that, I, I mean, I woke up. Like, this, this, this is something I've been waiting for. I needed, we needed Jaron to get that extension, especially after seeing so many players in his draft class uh, get the extension, like Luca, Trey, we saw Bridges. Uh, MPJ just got 205 mil, 148 guaranteed on his contract. Finally, we got Jaron the... The sign, the sign, the the sign, the extension, and I mean, I'm, I'm excited because I only deal. The deal was good, and I'm I'm very confident that Jaron is the right player for this future. Uh, I get it's been very up and down in his career so far, you know, with injuries, and he hasn't got to play much games of job, but I have so much trust in that duo. And I mean, I, maybe the Grizzlies have just been like, oh, I've seen what I've seen for him in the preseason so far. Let's we'll just go give him this contract. Uh, so I'll start with you, Brad. Uh, what's your first initial shot, thoughts about this extension uh, that we just, you know, pulled off for Jaren? Like you said, bro, I'm I'm very excited. We already got four more years with this man, dude. You see what he did in preseason. You see he's back to his old ways, like his, you know, good aspirations and stuff like that. So I'm really excited to see what he's able to pull off this season. It's going to be or in the next four season, <laughs> so just with the future of this team, like <laughs> this is the we we want the we want the core to be uh, Ja and Jaron. Uh, I'm hoping we can add a big three to it, unless Dylan Brooks wants to be that third. You know, if he wants to go pop off and break out, be the the big to have the big three. You know, but man, th- this is this has been I- I've been waiting for this because Jaron he was my first he was my favorite player when we drafted uh, him in the league, but then we drafted Ja. And that changed. But Jaron's always my second career player. And I mean, hey, people, I'm just saying, people keep saying that this is an overpay. This is not an overpay. I don't care what anyone says. I love this contract, especially because I know what the player Jaron can be. Jaron's just had a, uh, he's had, he just had a lot of injuries to deal with. But so far in his career, I've seen enough from Jaron to be like, he deserves this. Uh, I mean, just to mention, like, he's the, I think he's the, has like, in the, his first 126 games, no one's had as much made threes and blocks as he has. Also, yeah. the, the mention that season, uh, 
back when, you know, the bubble year, uh, when it was uh, Josh rookie year, Jaron, uh, he almost, he had more threes at that season than Chris, than Chris Milton and Devin Booker. And also, he looked like he was going to break out in the bubble, but he obviously tore his ACL, and that was a major setback for his, uh, uh, his career. Because last season, he came back. He did not look exact, exactly like Jaron. He was a little sloppy. You can tell he was rusty. Uh, and it sucked, it sucked to see, but when I, when I heard Jaron say that uh, during that time rehabbing, I had to work more on my body than my actual game, that made me say, like, okay, he had a full healthy offseason. Jaron's going to be fine. And, you know, that, that, that's where preseason comes in. He's looked more than fine, bro. He's looking <laughs> stellar out here. That man. that's when that's when preseason came in, and this dude is just he he just he looks way he looks even better than the uh than the Josh rookie year season when when the whole like COVID shutdown. Like this dude is not only he's playing like himself. Like he has the he has the th- three point shot. Uh, the first couple games it was it wasn't really there, but I mean so far like last game he had eight eight or seven I think he had seven threes made ridiculous you know and he was saucing up people you know he had, he had one dude for crossover step back three right in their face I, I freaked out over that play but not only that i gotta say his rebounding has been i've, ne- I've never seen his rebounding like this he's actually like Ooh. looking like a very solid rebounding and he's crashing at boards hopefully that's you know maybe steven adams been giving him a couple tips here and there because he's looking way different when it comes to getting these rebounds uh his foul trouble which is very important with jaron because we know Jaron gonna ball out. The thing is, though, can he stay in the game because of how how much times he gets in foul trouble? He only had two fouls last game, and I, and the other games like I've just he's just not really been fouling like how he usually does. Where it's like he starts the game off with like three to two fouls. This 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 dude is actually like being way more disciplined, and he looks explosive. I I look, what I've seen from Jaron, man. I'm, I I would have given them more money to be honest. I would have overpaid. <laughs> but this this contract originally right here is not an overpay. It's actually a front loaded contract. So year by year by year of during his contract, the contract we're gonna be paying less money. So hey, all he a, needs to do now though is just stay healthy. That's it, man. Yeah. That's it. If Jaron stays healthy, this contract's gonna be a steal. It's not gonna be True. overpay. It's gonna be a steal. Like if you look at Dylan Brooks' contract from a couple years ago, it he you know he was frustrating Grizzly fans. Because he was out here just shooting like crazy, thinking he was Kobe, like we're running a triangle offense uh, uh, with him. But he was, like, he, he was just doing so much stupid shots, um, fouling like crazy. But you know, he still played good defense, respectfully. Uh, and then eventually, he just started popping off, like mid last season. Uh, he started popping off, and then a uh, playoff Dylan Brooks was just a different breed. But if you really go back to the contract when we extended him. I wouldn't say at the time we extended him, I would say he was playing really good basketball with us. That contract was like three years, forty five mil, maybe, maybe even a less. Steal. Which is which now, if you look at the contract, that is a that is a that's a ridiculously good contract that we got Tom Brooks on. And I mean, I just saw the Suns uh, extend Landry Shamit for like four years, forty five mil. So getting Dylan Brooks on a, on a deal like that, it's amazing. Uh. And I'm I, okay. So since we since we're here though, and we're talking about preseason, I guess we had to talk about we had to kind of give the full recap. Now I'm not going to go in game to game to game because there's no point. I just kind of I just all I, all I said all I said about preseason was okay. This preseason, I just want to walk away from it with positives. There was a lot of positives. 
a whole Absolutely. lot of positives. Because this team, I would say this team was the funnest preseason team to watch besides the Bulls. That, that, that is my opinion. The Bulls were the funnest to watch, but this was the second most fun team to watch because they were playing out of their minds. Even the games where they didn't have, where they had Ja resting, there's whole team resting pretty much, and we had like our bomb rotation, outer rotation. Guys Merrill, man. Yeah, we were still playing really competitive. The Pacers were playing their starting lineup against us, by the way, and they didn't have Ma- Malcolm Brogdon and Karis Levert, which, you know, that, that they didn't have those two players, but they had all their, they had the rest of their stars playing and their bench playing against us. And we had our best players on the court being Sam Murrells, Zaire Williams, and John Conchar. We only lost by two points. Which, if that that should just tell you how deep this team is. This team has it's all through the whole the whole the whole roster. I'd say, hey, when it gets to like you know Killian Tilly and uh, um, mm-hmm. Sean McDermott, I don't get excited, but the, the the roster is pretty much all around just great. I love it. And that game, that game showed me a lot. But I'm a t- we got to talk about the real, you know, when what we saw from our actual rotation players, the players that we're going to see playing opening night. And I, you, you know, we got to start it off with 12. You got to start off with John Morant. It's not, it's not like, <laughs> because we were saying that John Morant was going to do this. I know John Morant's going to be on his Grizzly this season. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's my favorite player. I have so much confidence in him. And I said, if he just kind of like brings the same kind of aggressiveness that he had in that playoff series against the Jazz, it's wraps. And his game is... He, he, I, this might sound crazy. Crazy season so far. John looks more explosive than he has last year. And I'm talking about yeah. John Morant. Like, <laughs> he, I can't even like put in words how good he's been, he played in preseason. Like, I, like, I'm just hoping that he brings that same aggressiveness uh, into next year. I, f- I, I truly do believe last year he would have. Um, but he had the injury early in the season. He started the year off of a 44-point game and then a 28-point game. Then he had an injury the third game. And I think he played cautious just due to that. And I, it, it just kind of led to an inconsistent season. But once, like, the playing came in and then, like, I, I'll say after his last regular season game where he was getting a lot of hate because he missed those, he missed a bunch of threes and Curry, you know, the Warriors beat us. Curry dropped, like, I don't know what he dropped, like 40-some. Curry just popped off and... You know, we were getting clowned on, and Jaw was getting a lot of the, of the slander from that game. Uh, something in his head just, like, locked in and be like, okay, I'm not playing around anymore. Beat the Spurs. Then we, go, then we get a rematch against the Warriors and Curry. Sends Curry to the couch. Curry, Curry and the Warriors had to go get sent home. John Ranch up 35. Looked amazing. Playoff series. Dude dropped 30, 35, I think, in the playoffs. I don't know the Zach Sacks. Yeah. But popped off playoff-wise. Aggressive. And so far preseason, he's brought the same energy with also some new some new stuff in his uh in his back. Uh, I mean, Brad, how are you feeling about John Moran so far? Like, like you said, he's looking even more explosive than. I mean, his three looked even better too. I don't know if you picked up on that, yeah. but his three looked better as well. And if I'm telling you, bro, if he can get that jumper in the three into his game consistently, bro, he's gonna be unstoppable, man. It just has to be respectful. Like it gotta be, he has to have a respectful shot. I, I, I'm not asking for John Morant to be no Damian Lillard, no Curry. I'm just asking for him to uh, just have a respectful shot, uh, and you know, maybe people actually like show like, okay, we know he can shoot a little. We're not gonna because that's why that first game, that last regular season game where Curry, you know, beat us, they were daring Jaw to shoot, and that that, that got the job. Yeah. So he worked so hard on on his shot this off season, and I'm just hoping that it's gonna. Tran- translate awesome. to this year 
and not be fraudulent like a Ben Simmons. So that, <laughs> I, that's my hoping. But I'm I'm a I'm a bring it back to you. I just kind of want to know because you know we we both watch preseason. What's the what's the positive that you took out of preseason? Positives like all of them. Yeah, well, well no, you don't gotta put all of them. You gotta put like what which one what standed out most to you preseason? Uh, if that's player performances, uh, just all around chemistry, how he played uh, is pretty much like who stand who what just standed out to you this preseason? Um, first off, our second unit was able like to, to provide like first off making big plays and not like giving up leads or anything like that. That's the main thing that really stood out. Even though it's preseason, they still played really well. Um, and then also Desmond Bain coming out coming out his second season, right? Second season, yeah. Coming out right now, man, and he's looking like he's gonna be in our starting lineup till Dylan Brooks is back. But anyways, like Desmond Bain, he's been looking really well in that preseason. He looked he looked really well, and I'm expecting him to have a breakout season this year. To be honest with you, and I know Steve, you're pretty high on that as well. Yeah. Um, that's that's pretty much what stood out to me. Also, like uh, Melton, he stood out to me as well. And then, I mean, I'll leave some of the other ones to you, but uh, yeah, like. I think we're gonna miss some positives because there's so many. Uh, I guess what I would say is, uh, obviously we are, we don't have, we talked about Jaron. Jaron and Ja looked great, so our two main guys looked amazing. I gotta talk about Stephen Adams. Um, Stephen Adams, we love you. Uh, just 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 mm. off, just off like I like I liked him media when it, when he got the media day. I'm like okay, I'm gonna like Stephen Adams a lot. Pelicans on that yeah. trade. <laughs> look, look, okay, we can we can say how we want to say it with the trade, but. I'm just gonna say the Grizzlies. This trade was not bad because I really think that Stephen Adams is a perfect fit. The, with the Pelicans, you can you can if you if you're gonna look at Stephen Adams like how he did it play on the Pelicans, that's not the same Stephen Adams. Under the right fit, Stephen Adams is gonna be a very valuable player. And preseason wise, he was a board god. He just he was actually very underrated when it came to passing, like his playmaking for some reason, which is I, I don't know. He don't, he made some passes I was even like I I wasn't expecting at all. Um offensively, you know, he's not going to bring much. And that's what that's what might be a good thing is that when we had Valanciunas, that's a lot that we we have to we had the game involved offensively. Uh when he originally came into Memphis, that was one of the positives he positives he had was that he never had like the he was not used to being like one of the main guys offensively cuz the Raptors didn't really give him the opportunity. And it got to the point where it's like, well, you know, the, the Pelicans are going to take on Valanciunas and try to turn into a stretch big. We're going to take Steven Adams, and then we're going to pretty much have, like, Valanciunas 2.0 without offense, and I would say uh, a little better defense and some playmaking. And then we're, that's going to allow Jaron and have a lot, Jaron and Ja to have a little more opportunity and, you know, finally become that duo that we, that we want for the future. Because, by the way, Ja and Jaron have only played, like, 50-something games together. They haven't really had a got a chance because of injuries, so that's something we gotta look out for. Because those th- that means that like you know Valanciunas, he was our best guy pretty much last year when it came to like I'll say like one of the most consistent guys, uh, and he's probably like a big he's a big reason why we even got to the playoffs. But I think that John ja and Jaron were confident this is this is a duo for the future. And with Stephen Adams, so far preseason he looked amazing and. I gotta give him a lot, a lot of credit. I think that he's going to be the perfect fit for us. Uh, but other positives, I would say. Well, what else do I want? What else do I want to say? Uh, we, we looked good. We looked good defensively. Really good defensively. I feel like 
because uh, I know Taylor Jenkins, wanted, he things that he wanted uh, during training camp was like being able to defend the three and communication. Both of those things look very good. I, th- I think our defense actually was something that didn't get much credit, um, mm-hmm. but they really, you know, showed out. And I, I like how active we were because we were one of we were respectfully one of the best defenses last year when it came to getting uh, deflections. We led in like steals, blocks. Uh, so does does see the team kind of even like up from last year defensively? That's going to be huge. And I would say, yeah, Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton. Those two have been like they're 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 going to be because one of them has to get a starting spot even when Dylan Brooks comes back. Because I think Kyle Anderson's already kind of said he might mm-hmm. be on the bench. It's kind of expected. Uh, so that means that shooting guard spots open to Desmond Bain or Melton. Uh, we're going to see, man. I think it's going to go to Desmond Bain. Um, yeah. But I love both of those players. So. Disrespect. That's not saying that Melton's not good enough or anything like that. It's just saying like, I mean, well, it is kind of, but. No, nah, it, it it really isn't. I think that either one of them, to be honest, if I'm if I'm if I'm getting Melton or Bain coming off the bench, I'm fine with that. I just think Bain he I, I think Bain deserves it a little more than Melton, but all all respects to Melton. Melton's a Melton's a great player too to me too. Uh I'm not I'm I'm not gonna really like trip about which one starts. It's just it, it's probably gonna be a battle uh until Dylan like they're just Dylan Brooks injury. It's probably gonna fight it out for that spot, but we're gonna see, man. Uh, preseason though, it was amazing. We, I think, I don't know, our, I don't know our actual record. I think we played six games. We went three and three, maybe. Uh, it was, it was, it was very successful. A lot of positives. Uh, and I, I would say the games that we did lose, we only lost by a combined. Well, no, no. Considering the Bulls game, the games that we didn't play our players, we lost by a combined six mm-hmm. points. And it was a Hawks game and the Pacers game. Both had positives, even from our, you know, I, would, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say our scrubs, but our volunteers of the rotation, we saw we saw positives from them. And then the Bulls game, we ended up taking our players at the end, and after that, we got blown out. But uh, we're going to lead you guys to some other news. Uh, Dylan Brooks, we have to talk about him. So Dylan Brooks, I'm, I, I saw something that he was going to be questionable uh, for one of the preseason games. Ended up not playing, and then it came out that... Uh, He's going to be out for three weeks to start the season with the with the hand injury oh. that I I don't know what happened I don't know how it happened I forget I think he's he said it I I, I just knew that I only knew about it when the summer league came and I didn't know it was I thought it was going to be fine for the regular season like opening night but I guess it's going to take three weeks so we're going to be out with we're going to be without Dylan Brooks for the first three weeks of the season which kind of sucks it's going to hurt. Because he is the he is he is uh, a lot of that's a lot of energy you're losing out, but and and, and defensively, because that dude can you know he I, I have confidence that he can defend kind of anybody in the league. Now you I, okay Donovan Mitchell I get it, I I get it. But there's but to be fair there is the new foul rule uh, where you know they're gonna give the defensive player uh, respect. They're gonna get they're gonna be more on the defensive player side of things. So. I know a lot of D- Dylan Brooks fouls come from like him, uh, you know, jumping or biting on a on a, on a pump fake or whatever, and then the you know the, the shooter just jumps into him. Uh, that's that's not going to be the case this season. So I think Dylan Brooks is going to drop like one and a half foul wise. But I don't know. What do you, what do you feel about the Dylan Brooks injury, Brad? Definitely hurts, like you said. It it definitely hurts, but it's only three weeks. I think that uh, Bane can you know. 
be good for him right now. Or like Kyle Anderson, whatever. Um, and I think we'll be we'll be all right. I know it'll hurt definitely on the defensive side, and like you said, the energy and everything of that nature. But still, think we should be all right. Uh, defensively though, we still got good players that are gonna that are gonna hold it down. Kyle Anderson, good defender. Dante Mellon, good defender. So may, maybe it's not gonna be the not gonna hurt that much. Uh, it's only three weeks. So thank God it's not something like really really serious, and we're gonna be out for him for like like if like a Jaron injury. We would be in trouble. Yeah, because yeah, then then it'd be bad. But I, I'm you know I'm very high on this team. I think that we're we're gonna be cool. We're gonna be cool for these three weeks. Uh, just get get well soon, Dylan. But we gotta talk about the because uh, there were there was a couple there was a wave that went on. You know we, we had to finalize our roster, <laughs> and I kind of have to rant about this one because I'm just <laughs> I'm just really confused with what happened. Because if if y'all didn't listen to the last two episodes, me and Brad probably give we we give some pretty good praise about this dude Chris Dunn that we traded for. <laughs> uh, we traded so the the trade was we traded Wancho who we got in Timberwolves trade to the Celtics for Carson Edwards and Chris Dunn. Now we talked good about both of them, and hopefully that they can bring something to this team. Uh, if that's like you know potential, or you know Chris on the defensive side things, you know, to see what they can bring and maybe be something valuable. Carson Edwards was waived, and Chris Dunn, <laughs> he stayed on. He got he made it past tra- he made it past the uh, he got the training camp. He made it he made it to our roster. We waived a couple players, and he he got the training camp, and he originally made our preseason roster. Now, first game comes through, uh. I saw him come in. He played three minutes because the game got suspended. Uh, there's like a there's like a uh, some some fire alarm thing went off and they had to can they had to cancel the game. Uh, so he played three minutes and we didn't get to see anything from him. Now, then after that, he goes out with a dental procedure for the next game, and I was like, okay, uh, dental procedure. He'll be he'll be back next game. Then the <laughs> third game comes by. He's still out for dental procedure. Then the fourth game comes by. Still out with dental procedure. Then the fifth game comes. He's out still. Sixth game comes. That's the last game of the preseason. He's still out. So I'm, just, I'm over here thinking, like, is this, is this dude just, just, just stuck in the dental procedure? Like, what, what's going on? It, you're fighting for a roster spot. I, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, he's fighting for a roster spot. He could have not, like, rescheduled. Why, is he, why has he been out for the dental procedure for this long? Yeah. This does not make any sense to me. And I was high on him because I think that he is one of the best defensive guards in the league. And I thought that he can bring something like with the, he'd probably be like the least amount of minutes in our rotation if he was playing. But he might provide something. And I just don't like that, <laughs> that we, a potential procedure just cost him a roster spot because we didn't even get to see the dude play at all. He played literally three minutes in the preseason. So we never got to see the dude play. Uh, Probably played the shortest time on a team in NBA history. <laughs> it just, I just didn't understand it, to be honest. Like, so pretty much, if we're, if we're, if you even said like, oh, the Grizzly traded Wanderer Gomez for a bag of chips, <laughs> that would be an understatement because we traded him for literally nothing. We did yeah. the the pieces that we got back for him are all gone. I feel like a lot feel of the like pieces that, I feel like a lot of pieces that we traded for this offseason are just not here. The only guys that we have are still left from our. Uh, our offseason is Steven Adams, Zaire Williams, and Jared Colvin. I'm pretty sure that's it. Oh, Sam Miro. Yeah. Pretty much. Because everyone else, we either waived or we traded or we traded to a different team. And then we got the players back and, tra- and waved them away. So, Chris Dunn, in my opinion, I just I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, kind of just a stupid situation because I really thought that he was going to be... He might turn around something around because he's shown potential in his career. I wanted to see him turn something around with us. And then... 
something like a dental procedure just lost him a roster spot. Like, okay. But I guess the Chris Dunn uh, era in the Memphis Grizzlies history, Grizzlies under Chris, Chris Dunn has been waived, and we don't have it anymore. So, uh, Brad, what, how do you feel about Chris Dunn losing his uh, roster spot to a dental procedure? His last name is Dunn because he's Dunn. <laughs> like, but, uh, man. Man, bro, come on, man. I want an explanation, bro. Like, what takes you out of, like, what, six preseason games? Because maybe, what, you got your chew tip? Like, come on, Is he man. stuck in the dentist's office? Like, what? I don't know. Like, this doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. Like, get some brand new dentures, bro. I don't I didn't, know. We didn't get any update either. Like, we literally never, like, it just said dentist procedure the whole time. <laughs> we never knew what happened. That has to accidentally be one of the take too ways. much, like, accidentally take too much laughing gas or something. Like, bro. Bro, that has to be one of the stupidest ways I've ever seen a dude lose a Roger spot. Because he was, he was going to fight for a, a Roger spot in preseason and he just completely lost it to, to a dentist procedure. So. Chris Dunn, hope he gets signed somewhere. Uh, it sucks it couldn't work out the Grizzlies. Uh, that that was just kind of weird, but yeah, I guess that that that's for like pretty much the news. So now we can really just talk about the uh the big you know next big thing. Uh, Earth. opening night. The Gri- the Grizzlies got opening night against the Cleveland Cavaliers in the FedEx Warm. Uh, this Wednesday at, at well it would be seven o'clock I think for uh you know. Seven o'clock eight, Central eight. Time, eight o'clock Eastern Time, five for me because I'm in the West Coast. So, uh, I could, a good time for me. I, 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 I'm ready. I'm very ready. This is this is what I've been waiting for. Um, but yeah, so Cleveland Cavaliers opening night. I think we're just gonna go into like keys of victory to start it off. So, Brad, you wanna go on with with some keys of victory you got for this game? Um. Yeah, last time we played them was, I believe, yeah, it was last season. We won that game 101-91, to but my keys to victory for us to win this game, like the second unit, it just has to be consistent like in the preseason. Uh, we can't, we cannot uh, give up the leads, can't, you know, we got to be making plays on in our second unit and everything of that nature. Uh, Desmond Vane's got to step up because he's going to be in that starting role, which I don't doubt that he will do. Um, and then also... Just we got to be playing the defense, like you said, like guarding the three and everything of that nature. Like we've gotten better on that in the preseason. I feel like mainly it's just we got to carry most of those positives and translate that into like the actual NBA games. Yeah. Um, so Cavs are going to be a, a, I would say they are a light competition for the first game, but just don't 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 overlook don't over like underlook them and it's like you know yep. we just go we go in there and we end up losing. Uh, what I would like to say about the Cavs, one thing that they have that really stands out to me is size. They have so many tall dudes on this team. Uh, <laughs> Jer- Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, you got Taco Fall, who's goddamn 7-6. Uh, Kevin Love. They got they got a lot, a lot of tall, a lot of tall players on this team. Um, and that's gonna that's gonna lead me to saying, you know, Stephen Adams. These guys might be taller than you, but you're stronger. I need, yeah, I need, I need us to be very aggressive on the boards, and that's going to be important because I can't, I can't be getting outboarded. It's bad when when P teams get second chance points, so I'm gonna need the Grizz, and that's talking especially to Stephen Adams because Stephen Adams is going to be important for this to uh, get boards. We gotta get, we gotta get if if such as like gain defensive rebounds, you know, not not allowing them to get second chance points, but on the other side, us gaining the second chance points. Um. And then also, you know, hitting hitting our hitting our threes, finding the open man, uh, which Jaws always is going to do. And 
you know, just pretty much bring our preseason play into the regular season. So not saying that we're going to play exactly like how we did preseason, but saying in the way that we have to be good on communication and, you know, like we said, defensively, uh, the three-point ball is not going to be serious with the Cavs. It's not. It's just they don't got a whole lot of uh, shooters on their team. But I think defensively they're going to be solid, so we got we got to watch out for that because they got a couple of good defenders on their team. Or they got a lot of good defenders. You know, Sexton's a dog. Uh, Coro's a really good defender. They got... They kind of lost all the defenders on that team, um, but I offensively, I think that we got we got to get our three point shot going because um, it's not going to be too easy for Jaw to just crash in because you know you got a lot of tall people, <laughs> a lot of these tall ass uh, players on you. Uh, but I mean, Jaw's going to do Jaw's going to do Jaw. He's probably going to try to dunk on Taco Fall. Probably try to dunk on Kevin Love. Who knows? <laughs> He's still going to be aggressive. Uh, Later important, Jaw, be aggressive, please. Don't you know? Don't play around. Just play like how you did preseason. We need aggressive jaw this whole season. We need all-star jaw, uh, all-NBA jaw, and get us to the playoffs. I want 60 this season. That's my expectation. Those jaw. No, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Cavs, not a, team that, not, not a team, we just don't don't like take them easy because, you know, you want to start the season 1-0. It's important. If you start the season 1-0, that's, that's, just, that's, that's a good feeling. And the schedule that we have is not actually the easiest to start off. We have a lot of games against the Nuggets and then LA teams. So it's not going to be like a very easy start. So that one and zero, that one and zero, it's going to mean a lot to you know stop the season right. Because last last year we didn't start off one and zero. The year before that we didn't start one and zero. One and zero is important to me. I need that. I need to have that feeling opening night that my team is undefeated. So please, Grizz, you know what's 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 this? Let's go in there do or what's that's our house. So. Let's have the Cavs, you know, let's welcome them and let's take care of business. Uh, I think I think that we're gonna win opening night. I'm kind of I'm confident. Uh, you know, last last opening night last year, Josh had 44, but we lost by like still double digits. Um, but I'm excited, and I'm also interested to see what our rotation is gonna look like because I don't know exactly what it was. It was all mixed around preseason. I don't know if Brandon Clark's gonna be in our, in our rotation. He's he's playing our rotation the last couple games. But I don't know if he's going to be in the regular season, so we'll see if Clark makes it. Uh, Culver just not. I I I don't. I I think Culver is just not going to play like at all because we we do, in our Bulls. in our Bulls game in the last five minutes we put in our like worst rotation we could possibly put and Culver wasn't even in it. So that's a red flag. Maybe Culver's is not. Uh, you know, we're just not impressed with him, and he's just not going to be part of the future, I guess. But yeah, man. I mean, that that's all I got to say about this Cavs and. Uh, pretty much for this episode, uh, Brady Geiler, did you really need to say about this? We're gonna go one and zero, man. Let's go. Yeah, have, we gotta have the confidence. We're gonna go one and zero. Start the season right. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm predict it. Jaw's gonna have twenty one, uh, uh, twenty four and nine first game. Jaw's gonna pop off. Have a, I think have Jaren a actually will pop. Nah, I don't know. I feel it's like hard to say. gonna be the front leader. It's hard to say. You know, uh, I'm I'm just hoping. If we come up with a dub, I'm happy. But you know, I also have fantasy to worry about, and I got Jaren and Job, so <laughs> kind of I kind of need to predict the right games when they go off. But I mean, that's gonna end it for this third episode. Uh, we're gonna be back to you guys probably after a couple of the regular season games. Uh, if there's any news that comes out about the Grizzlies injury, whatever. Hopefully, there's no injuries. Um, we're gonna we're gonna probably have an emergency episode, but for now, first couple games are gonna go by. We'll probably we'll probably have a you know quick like week. 
weekly recap, and then we're probably going to preview a couple games. Uh, we're we're going to figure it out how we're going to run with the episodes during the season. But yeah, uh, you know, like I said, appreciate you guys for the support. You know, it means a lot. If you're new and you're watching this, uh, I suggest that you give us a review because reviews help help the podcast out a lot. Um, and obviously this is affiliated with R1P, so Realms Productions. If you guys, you know, will go check out any of our content on our YouTube channel, which we, we're, we're like most active on Realms Productions, it means a lot. And any of our social links, which we should have on there. Uh, but yeah, uh, Brad, you got any uh, last words before we close this thing out? I appreciate all the support. Like Steve said, man, we're going to be the best Grizz podcast out there, man. Just wait. Yes, sir. Uh, so yeah. That does it for the episode. Uh, We'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.